We're back with yet another special Money 2020 edition of Paytech Talk, straight from the floor of uh, Money 2020 at the Money Pot Podcast Studio. So before me, I have two very special people. Would you introduce yourselves for us? Yeah, hi, I'm Andy Myers. I'm the GM of Kushki Mundial. I'm Andres Ovando, and I'm the VP for Kushki Mundial. Thank you for joining us. It's all right. It's good. Great to be here. Yeah. Uh, and I usually ask if you two have noticed anything special in like the payments news, but you have some very, very awesome news of your own to share. So I will give you the floor to do that. Sure. Uh, thanks very much. Yeah, you may have seen on Tuesday, Kushki announced that they'd raised another $100 million to complete their Series B raise. Um, and as part of that, Kushki announced that their valuation is now $1.5 billion, which makes Kushki the first Ecuadorian unicorn in the Paytech world. And maybe Andy, Andre, do you want to say something about that? Because Andre's been with the company almost since day one. I've been in about six months, so I can't claim a lot of credit for this. Sure. Um, it's, been a quite a, it's been quite a journey. Um, it's been really fun. It's been an adventure. And right now, trying to sell to other channel, other continents in the world, mm -hmm. it's quite amazing. And trying to bring everything to our hyper-localized uh, solution is what brings us here to Money 2020. What employee number were you? Or do you know? You were <laughs> number three, you uh, yeah. do know. Okay. <laughs> There's an occasional argument about that. <laughs> well, you, is, it, is it either you were two or three, or if you're three or four? No, no, actually, it's <laughs> the two founders. Uh, right. The country manager for Ecuador, the operations guy, and myself that I came into sales. Wow. Yeah. So, so it was really, when you began, there were just, just three of you. Yeah, three of us in Ecuador, and Aaron and Sebastian that were in New York. And now you you know you scale that to 750 people in the company today. Um, wow, that, that's quite a journey. That yeah. is quite a journey, and you stayed there the whole time. What made you stay? Well, actually, um, <laughs> I know Aaron and Sebastian um, had really great ideas. I knew Aaron since we were in high school. I know Sebastian because he's cousin of a good friends, uh, good friends of mine. So okay. I know their families, and they know how they work. So uh, that was one of the, my main interests. And I've been always in technology, and they were doing something on technology. They, they exited their first company successfully. Okay. So they knew what they were doing. And they were bringing something from the US. They were Ecuadorians, but they live in the US to Latin America to expand their knowledge and what they can do and they, from what they learned in the US. Okay, very nice. It's always interesting when people, like their employee number, you know, you're in the, the single digits and you kind of, you stay through a company's growth trajectory because obviously there's different needs from when you're three to when you're 750, you know, the, the you know, your seed, your seed funding, your series A and your series B from startup to scale up uh, to a growth company. Those are like different phases that sometimes necessitate different uh, skills in people. Yeah. So it's nice to have people that... Uh, and Andre represents... Um, you know, what's really central to Kushki is it's, it's founded on building people in Latin America. You know, there's 750 people in, in the company, and I would say probably 700 or so are actually in the countries that we operate in, in yep. Chile, in Colombia, in Mexico, oh, and Peru, and Ecuador. And, you know, for me, joining from outside, and my job is to make certain the, the payment world understand who Kushki is and, mm -hmm. and buy from us. It's fine me being an Englishman, trying to sell Latin America, but 
but actually what's important is that there are people on the ground in all uh -huh. of these countries who have built from day one, uh, which gives the credibility and the viability to the services that Kushki offer. Oh, cool. So uh, let's get down to some more questions. So how is fintech driving innovation in payments? Around Latin America has been crazy. Uh, when we started, a lot of people did not believe how it's going to work or didn't believe much in e-commerce. Okay other than Mexico and Brazil. Like Colombia was had a lot of companies, but they were not regulated or they had mm -hmm. not their certificates in Ecuador. There's, there was no payment gateway before us. Uh, Chile had one um, infrastructure of payments, so everything was kind of monopolistic. Uh, right now it's been more open. There reg there's regulation, there's okay. fintech laws. So it has evolved in the last five years, so it's been great seeing how people also are demanding this. And after COVID, this has grown a lot faster. Okay, so it's the, the general trend, uh, like the, the pre-COVID and then post-COVID of the digitalization of uh, payments and the sort of, yeah, that need to... Yeah. And from the consumer side, that person. The, the challenge is COVID. I think this is global, isn't it? The challenge of COVID has obviously increased significantly the requirement, if you look at it that way, for, for fintech to enable people. It, I think it's probably advanced by 12, 24 months the pace at which people need to move to a, to a digital delivery from consumer-based face-to-face stuff. Right, but that's obviously facilitated by payments players like, like you. Correct. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Uh, just a, a question, because I'm not familiar with Latin uh, America in the sort of digital payments landscape. Is that primarily a cash-based economy, or is it slow? Is it digitizing? What's the sort of right now saturation of the digital technologies? And uh, right now, it's been digitized. Like, still in Latin America, cash is king, but. Because of COVID, um, there's been a lot of movement towards wire transfers, okay. instant payments, credit and debit cards. So we've seen a, gr a growth on that part. And it's funny because we've seen that, and there's a visa study that says that uh, people that are over 55 years in Latin America, mm -hmm. they started doing, or they did at least while we were in COVID, their first online transaction. And if it was smooth, they were staying mm -hmm. on e-commerce. So that's a awesome thing to see that also people that are never used an e-commerce uh, website or app right now they're doing it regularly. Right, that is. So that's a it's a it's also a nice for customer acquisition though cuz yeah. once they once over 55 people have used it and they see it's easy hopefully then they're they're yeah. kind of they're a customer for life. Yeah, correct. Oh, that's a, that's a great, uh, that actually segues nice into the next question. So what are the, in this environment, what are the biggest opportunities for uh, you all at Kushki? I mean, I think we look at it from two sides. One is within Latin America itself. Um, Kushki is expanding its teams across Latin America. And the, the challenge really is for us to engage more and more clients in Latin America. So as we build payment rails through the core countries mm -hmm. we mentioned before, um, the ability for us to expand business there is significant. For us, this outside of Latin America, for us it's even a bigger opportunity really because Kushki isn't uh, a hugely well-known brand outside of Latin America yet, mm -hmm. uh, but hopefully the, the, the raise and the, the team that I'm building together will, will change that rapidly. But the challenge for the payment world in general in terms of being able to sell into Latin America mm -hmm. has always been a bit of a challenge. So 
what Kushki's doing is helping clients solve that challenge. So really what we're doing at this, this event here and in multiple other places is talking to the payments world and saying, look, if you want to be able to trade efficiently, effectively, mm -hmm. cost effectively in Latin America, then Kushki's the, 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 the place to come and talk to us at. So our world is uh, almost, is, well, it's huge really, simply mm -hmm. because um, the ability for us to do it um, is significant and the chances of us talking to people and making that happen you know from from our perspective we've got a, a almost un, unlimited landscape really to talk to it's enormous yeah that's also that's a that comes with a, that that huge opportunity is a lot of responsibility especially for you to build, to build out the yeah, team as well i, 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 I agree <laughs> but I, I think the, the people we brought in obviously andre's been a, a massive help to us here because he's number three in kushki and <laughs> um, so he's helped us educate us about you know how kushki's developed right but the team I brought in, I brought in people with, with multi-year payment experience in other payment companies. And they themselves know how challenging it's been to get the, the kind of level and quality mm -hmm. of service they want when they get into Latin America. And they know that the people in the other payment companies that they've worked with before and they can go and talk to them. So, yeah, there's a responsibility to it. There's a responsibility to everything you do in the payments Absolutely. world. You're not in the payments world if you don't accept there's a challenge and a responsibility. But um, I think this is... Probably, I've said this to, to most of my team and quite a lot of people here, I think this is possibly the, the best and most exciting opportunity I've had in the last 20 years. So, you know, I'm, I'm not looking at it as a, 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 ch a challenge with a, a downside on responsibility. I'm mm -hmm. looking at it as a fantastic opportunity for us to, to demonstrate. It's, it's quite rare in payments that you truly have something which is a differential. I mean, you will talk to every company here and they'll tell you they've got a differential, but as you dig into it, it's, <laughs> it's normally a fairly small differential. I would say what Kushki has today is a, quite a large differential, and it's my job to make certain everyone knows it, really. Oh, well, well said. <laughs> and uh, good, good luck with that. So how do you think fintech can be a force of good? We've tried in Latin America like to standardize and to get this defragmentation that we have there. So right now, giving a whole connection to direct merchants or to PSPs or to ISVs around the world and in Latin America, mm -hmm. it's good because not only you are enabling a company, but you're enabling people that probably never get got access to that company, to a specific product or service. Uh, like in Colombia, that we enabled a comp uh, public company to start selling some certificates that they use like every day if you want to sell your car, your house. Okay. Before it was like two or three hour queue, so that you have you can get that certificate. Right now it's a two three minute process, and you pay it online. So we created that infrastructure. So it's a force of good in the sense that we can make processes that were really long right now really short, and giving people access even if they're in the top of the mountain or in the or at the beach, they can go and access that instead of moving three four six hours to get that certificate, so that they can do anything uh, that they need. That's huge. You know, in a general sense, it's it's about democratizing the ability to, to take payments and make mm -hmm. payments. And if you do that, then you're enabling people of all types in all in all different circumstances to be able to access the goods and services they want. You know, and that's that's a global position. Yep. But in particular, in Latin America, it's something which is which is happening rapidly. 
and Kushki's ability to connect people. And, you know, with Kushki connecting in more than one country, you know, Latin America is a whole set of different countries with a set of different regulations, a set of different <laughs> challenges. But what Kushki's trying to do is standardise that to mean that people can connect through Kushki and then they can operate if they need to in more than one country. They can sell in more than one country, which in reverse obviously means people can buy from more right. than one country. Right, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, in cross-border e-commerce yeah. is uh, a very, that's what people want? Yeah, and you have to do it well. You know, I mean, it happens, it happens, <laughs> na it happens naturally. Right. Once anyone puts a website up, people will want to buy from other places, but that doesn't mean to say that transaction, that whole experience is smooth. Right. And what we're trying to do is ensure it's smooth from both the client's perspective and the cardholder or the, or the customer's perspective. Yeah, that's that's key, because yeah. otherwise if it's not smooth and seamless, you don't have a, their well, conversion rate goes down and so, you lose business. You yep. lose confidence in the yep. process, don't you? So, you know, our, the, the challenge for Kushki is to ensure that the, the standards they set are maintained as we grow, and I'm sure that's gonna happen. And for us, outside of Latin America, is to show the, the quality mm -hmm. and the depth of the service that Kushki have got. Because if we're going out and selling our services to other payment companies, which we are doing, then their reputation depends on our delivery Absolutely. matching their reputation. So we're very aware that we've got to ensure we're delivering to the standards they've set for themselves for their customers. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So interestingly enough, what... Uh, you already mentioned Andres. You already uh, did I pronounce your name right? I'm sorry. I, I, I don't want to. We have Andres and Andy here, so it's a bit. Uh, Sometimes it's two Andys, but we yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's yeah. Andy and Andy. Okay. Yeah. You explained a little bit about how you got to Kushki, your relationship with the founders. But I'm always curious, like what in your sort of professional life, what kind of like who inspires you, like what keeps you going. Well, actually, I've had a lot of good mentors or ex-bosses that were really good people. One of my ex-bosses was a professor of mine in high school. Then he was my boss when he founded a digital agency. I've been always like in the entrepreneur area. Okay. I worked just for a couple of months in, in a governmental position. I did not like that, so <laughs> I went into learning more stuff. So I learned, I worked for four, four years in marketing. I thought that I knew everything, so I wanted to switch jobs. Um, the Kushki position opened, I applied, I went into, there were six, five people at that time, I interviewed with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I came into the company, I started uh, learning about sales, then I moved to partnerships, so it's the constant movement and dynamics that you have in technology and in this case in payments that has moved me to be here and to grow in whatever uh, I can be in the, my next step, but right now the growth is that I've, I've started in sales in Ecuador, then I moved to partnerships and I moved to live in Mexico City. I reported directly to Aaron. When Andy came in, Aaron told me, Andy's a good fit for you. He's going <laughs> to teach you a lot, not only on what you know right now, but around the world. And that's the fun part right now that probably I know a lot of Latin in Latin America, but Andy and his team and our team right now is helping me out to understand how the world of payment works and how in APAC they work. How they, how they need things in Europe so that we can deliver that from Latin America to all of these um, participants around the world. Okay, now that's a, it's, al it's always nice when you have people around you that kind of push you yep. and also teach you at the same time, because that keeps it interesting, right? Yeah, yeah at least I think it's amazing. So. Yeah, yeah, and I've had a, another boss that he was from Google and he like sent emails from 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. and after that we got meetings and I woke up at 6 and I was like, I, I have 20 emails, but that <laughs> taught me how to manage my time and when it, what was important, what was urgent and what should what can wait. So 
It's a very important skill to have. Yeah. <laughs> One of the most critical, I think, of any job anywhere is uh, learning when to respond to what and how. Correct. And Andy, what have, uh, what, who has inspired you in your career? Well, uh, it's difficult to say, to be honest. I mean, my, my background uh, originally was, was banking um, inside RBS in the UK. And, um, and then by kind of chance, a lot of people's careers moves on by chance, but by chance I, I became focused on the e-commerce sales side. And I've been in that ever since, which is conservatively 20 plus years. I think what's inspired me in this world, in e-commerce and now fintech or paytech, mm -hmm. is that it's constantly evolving. So no matter how long you've been in it, there's always something new to learn and some new innovation, some new change. Um, which if, if you stay in a, in, a, in a sales environment a long period of time, you need things which, which keep you motivated yep. each day. Um, and really, everyone's learning all the time. I said before, I've brought in 10 or 12 people who've all got 20 plus years in the payment industry, but all of them, if they were sitting here today, mm -hmm. would say they're learning something here. They don't know it all. And maybe what they knew five years ago no longer applies and actually that keeps you on your toes and that's the Absolutely. inspiring part of, of staying here and if you have interviewed people who say they know it all I challenge them to say they can't possibly know it all so, <laughs> so, so the possibility of, of learning something new and engaging with someone new and seeing some new interesting idea mm -hmm. about how to how to work is, is the thing that's really you know is the real motivation from my side um, you know I, th I think from a payments perspective Working in the payments industry is always being able to do good because actually okay. if you do it right You're enabling buyers and you're enabling sellers and everybody's happy, you know, so Realistically if you do your job properly, you've mm -hmm. got a whole chain of people who are happy with the whole service side So yeah, you know, that's that's quite a, a, an acceptable way to spend your life Yeah, and your yeah. your time because yeah. your time is your that's the your most important currency is your time. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to. I mean, actually, you're absolutely right. Time's time's probably the most critical thing in yeah. the environment. There's here. There's multiple people to see and multiple people to do. And the, yep. the best people are focusing down on who they really need to talk to and what what moves them on from that side. Exactly. Whether it's a learning side or whether it's a, a selling side in the environment. Just a, a question. Uh, it's, it's curious because. Providing payments is, is tricky because you have different different countries, different rules, different infrastructure, different technologies, different players, or lots of players. Yeah. Uh, so from the technology side, where do you think the industry is headed for like kind of bringing this all together? So, you know, I can pay, whether I'm in Ecuador, I can I can pay somebody in, you know, Australia. How, how what do you think is happening on that side? Well, look, I think I think the the goal for everyone is is simplicity, it's one connection, yep. exactly con connecting to multiple. You know, we were we were at a, a team meeting in Bogota, weren't we? Ten no, ten weeks ago, something like that. And you know, what was really interesting for me was I was walking into a shop, I was paying, mm -hmm. and my phone was pinging, and my bank account back home was telling me that right I'd had. Seven pounds eighty-seven debited from my account, <laughs> and I can only think back twenty years ago, and I might have been getting out um, a traveller's check. I might have been paying in cash. I might have, I, I might have right. used a credit card, which would have then experienced two or three different FX exchanges right. on the way back to my bank account, and my bank account might have been hit six, eight, ten days later. And yep. now it's pinging me within three seconds of me making a purchase in Bogota, and that 
for me is, you know, that's the goal for everybody is to be ensuring that payments of whatever type and whatever uh, capability are, are processed smoothly and as cleanly as possible and as quickly as possible. Exactly, and that's good for obviously the consumers, yeah. the consumers and the, the merchants. Yeah, yeah, it facilitates, because if you do that, it then facilitates more and more types of business because if there's too many hurdles, too many blocks in the road, then certain types of business just can't be done at distance, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a significant step forward. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the last question is one I always like to ask at the end. So I know you both probably talk to a lot of people that asking you about the things and the business, and that's all very standard questions. You know, you explain what Kushiki does, your benefits and opportunities. But what's a question that no interviewer has asked that you would say, oh, I would really like to, them to ask this? Well, I was looking at that question, and <laughs> that's a question. The actual question is a question I've never been asked, and I'm not really certain I've come up with a great answer to it just yet, so I'm hoping Andy's got a I actually never get that. That question is a, that's actually a good one. Well, I think that probably an, a question that no one asked at first is how you guys managed to get connected to, right now, five countries uh, so fast mm -hmm. and so local, like... We are the last mile and we are also the direct connection to the bank. And it's because what Andy said before, we, had, we have 750 people around Latin America mm -hmm. working every day on different projects, on different countries, uh, on these specific connections, talking to banks, talking to processors. And I think that it's not ever as it's, people just take it for granted. Like you are in five countries, but we are hyper local, as you said. So. The question is how you manage to do that. And it's like good effort, a good team, and a lot of time spent in, in code so that we can go, get to that point and right now offer everything that we make, can offer that is from a bank card to a cashing um, processing payment in a solution that is a, a one-stop shop mainly. I think that's good. I mean, that's a really good point. Well done. Um, <laughs> no, that that is because, of course, of course, a lot of the attention with in fintech and in payments, especially, is the growth story, yeah, right? Yeah. Like how did you know, how does Iagen grow? How does yeah. Moly grow from the from the locals here or Stripe? You know, yep. th those guys. You know, it's sort of like because they're they're recent companies, right? I mean, they weren't and they weren't even a twinkle in someone's eye, like yeah. like thirty years yeah, yeah. or twenty years ago. I mean, these are relatively, I mean, they're babies in terms of yep. companies, and now they're, you have billion dollar valuation, valuation. so it's always interesting to to get those growth stories, like mm -hmm. how, how, do you, how do you how do you do that, how do you start, especially payments, it's not, it's not, it's a very complex thing, you know, because licensing, regulations. Yeah, what we did is probably hire a lot of good people that had a good network inside of each country, so that we can manage those networks and get things done not fast, but at least with some north, mm -hmm. so that we know where we're going and what should we comply with and who should we speak with if we want to acquire, if we want to transfer something. So it's people that know about the industry, like Andy knows from right. Europe, but uh, in each country. You know, when I when I first joined Kushki, that was the big thing that impressed me, is that this company has been working over the last five or six years and built stuff really firmly from the ground upwards. One of the challenges in fintech is getting out and selling the stuff you say you're building before you've necessarily finished building mm -hmm. it. And actually, Kushki's built it all. And that is its own platform, own connections, 
that's fantastic, you know, and that, that, that is the core for sustainability and the core for future development, you know, Kushki won't stand still, it'll continue right. to grow, it'll continue to expand, but it's expanding from a really firm base. And actually, that's a good point because that isn't a question that people normally ask you. They ask you about payment mm -hmm. types, connectivity. Right. They don't drill down until we try and explain it to them. They don't necessarily drill down to the sustainability question, which is how have you reached this point? Right, and that, that's, that's the most interesting one, actually. Yeah, that's a really impressive story, you know, and I think it's, it's what motivated me, and it's actually what motivated me to be able to bring in people with a significant payment history, because if they join our company, they're putting their own credibility on the line to go right. out and sell this company to other companies. So, I think it's a that's a really it's a really good point to make. Yeah, is it so? This uh, this I guess it's almost like your mentality, like your way of doing business and growing growing your business, so you can help others grow theirs. And uh, I'm, I'm seeing well. it I'm seeing it from the outside, but there's a really strong culture of wanting to be seen and to connect LATAM for payments. And everyone in the company, from Aaron and Sebastian down, mm -hmm. drive this. So, you know, the announcement on Tuesday, I think, uh, Andy, you would say it was a big moment in the company's history? Yeah, actually, um, the announcement was in Ecuador, and a bunch of people from Peru, from Mexico, from Colombia, they flew, they took a bus to go to Ecuador just to hear the big announcement, uh, paid by themselves. Uh, so it was huge because this, you can see the culture that, Kushki is building in Latin America and that everyone feels like one country, even though we're 10, 12, 15 countries around, uh, everyone feels like one. And it's because Kushki has connected in some sort of way Latin America with payments right now. So wow, there's, a pride, there's a pride in the mission, you know, the mission to c connect LATAM to payments. There's a definitive pride within the, within the teams, within Kushki, across the different and countries. It seems like you're, you've done that and you will continue to do that into the future. I this is just, I mean, they made a big point. This is the start rather than some conclusion point. Right. You know, it's, it's the base start. We've reached a level as we're doing here and we're doing at this event, socialize the brand, socialize the <laughs> right. name, and connect the rest of the payment world to the Kushki story. Now, I have a, I have a question. La the last question, this is actually the last question. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we run a, I run a payments podcast and there's lots of companies, although that this is Europe, you know, Europe focused, and someone came to me and said like, oh, you know, you should do Kushki. And I was like, who are these people? <laughs> and then I received your press release, and I was like, oh, unicorn, right? Because, you know, every that gets all of us in press and media and marketing. You know, I was like, okay. I was like, wait, so you're you're a unicorn now. I was like, why haven't I heard of you? So my question is, uh, I guess this is more to you, Andres. Why do you think the world hasn't heard of Kushki yet? We, we obviously know why they why they will know you now and why they should but what, what do you think if you can just speculate uh, for a few seconds I think that um, we've tried to do the best like being the underdogs not making everything public like working on the shadow so that we can get the best things done best connections best partners and with that and with this announcement we can go outside and let everyone know what we're doing how we're doing it and how we built this technology from ground to what we have right now you know i think it's, it's a great answer it's yeah. <laughs> a really good answer <laughs> kushki is probably fairly well known in in the five key countries that right. they trade in 
but as Andre said, I think back to the message we made before, this, this company's built from the ground up, was it's right. built the stable foundation and now it can go out very proudly and show what it's capable of. And in all the conversations we're having here, I think people, we're surprising people with our level of capability. And so it's a perfect time for people to hear. And this build out of brands starts with conversations like today's conversation. Yes. It's also nice to come with a really good uh, proposition yeah. in product, set of products. Yeah. And people don't expect it. Yeah. And then you say, no, we, we got this. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. it's all covered. And this is what we're doing. We've been doing it. So that also gives a, a, a reassurance to us. That's the validity for us here in Europe, selling to other players in Europe, is Krishki's trading on the ground in all these countries now, mm -hmm. using all these services. So you're not the first person. You're, you might be a, the first European to right. do it, but there's hundreds and hundreds of people inside Latin America already using Krishki's mm -hmm. services. Right, and that's amazing, especially yeah. if you, uh, you said you white label your service? No, we, we, yes, we do. I mean, so, we, we'll work in multiple different ways with partners, but absolutely, we want to ensure that they're selling to their clients and mm -hmm their credibility is critical so we need to ensure the services we provide to them enable them to continue to offer the service they need at right. that level right and that's nice because you're like we're, we've been doing it so yeah yeah come no, talk to us yep future's bright for us nice i like it i love it uh thank you andres and andy for stopping by paytech talk and uh i'll definitely be watching out for you uh in the future from now on great right. thank to you. be with you and thanks for inviting us no problem all right You've just been listening to Paytech Talk, the podcast about payments. Today's guests were Andreas Obando and Andy Myers. Paytech Talk is brought to you by Cognito Media Amsterdam. Thanks for listening.